Hello, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Variant Talks. Today, we have Ryan Elbers from Quill Creative joining us. I believe you are going to find some insightful details on how to brand your business. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. guys have been in business a lot uh, longer than three years uh, about three and a half years three and a half, um, three and a half. yeah okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but it was a freelance house and sat completely dormant for maybe a, a half a year before okay. I came on board and that was um, that was Josh's um, baby uh, as just a freelance house because we were doing so much freelance and he was doing so much freelance on the side anyways that mm-hmm. we decided, or he decided, let's just brand this. We can take larger projects, bring some freelancers together and then actually make it a business. Right. But it's at dormant while he was over at Oshkosh Defense um, as a contract um, employee doing graphics for the bid and proposal um, team. So once the JLTV proposal wrapped up and they won, he came on board with me full time. I had been starting to do some stuff and then um, it, it just kind of uh, blew up. Uh, you know, just client after client was coming to, um, you know, coming into our doors. Mm-hmm. And then Oshkosh Defense um, reached out to Josh and said, hey, we want to hire you full time to do what you did for JLTV because it was so successful. And then at that point, he said, um, I'm not interested in, in working there full time, but you can hire my company to do contract work. Mm-hmm. So that was our first like big contract. So then uh, we hired our first designer, who was Arden, who's our, now our art director, and he has just been incredible. Okay. You know, he runs the ship. Uh, Josh interjects a little bit with creative stuff, and I've stepped out of my role as a graphic designer, and now I do business development, okay. um, consulting. Um, I, I really like the strategy and like coming up with ad concepts, mm-hmm. so like the high level concept, and then figuring out how do we boil that down into a really succinct message. And then it goes to the designers to actually produce it. Awesome. So I don't really do much design anymore. So then um, is your focus then people uh, similar to uh, um, Oshkosh Defense? Is that kind of the target uh, um, client for you? Yeah, I would say that we're we're kind of similar in that aspect to you guys, that we Mm -hmm. like to work with a variety of customers to kind of keep things fun and exciting. Um, We're... We're very focused on uh, both the culture of our organization and the culture of other organizations because Mm -hmm. that really, to me, is where the brand lives. Your customer experience is Mm -hmm. going to come from the way that they interact with the people of your organization. Like, yes, a brochure and a logo is great, um, but there's so much more to a brand uh, than just the collateral that you have in front of you. It's the experience. And another great thing is that experience can be... um, can be communicated very quickly and you can get a good feel for that through um, you know more uh, mediums like video mm-hmm. and like, like audio and like print I mean there's so much to it but it all comes together in something like video which you're seeing obviously skyrocket which is which is really great mm-hmm. um, but yeah I would say that we're we're primarily Focusing, no matter what, it's all about the brand. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to uh, companies that we like to work with, 
we always say we like to work with sexy products. Okay. Like, I'm not going to want to work with a company that does hair extensions. Right? <laughs> hey, uh, those are sexy. But it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Placed in the right spot. <laughs> if it's sitting just right. Um, but we, we like to say that we like to work with sexy products. And then what I like to do to get that culture going is I actually ask my employees, what kind of things do you want to work with? Mm -hmm. One of our designers loves working with beer brands. And That's awesome. With beer packaging. That's awesome. So I'll go out and try to get more, you know, brewery clients. Uh, we actually found a really great niche because we're obviously more uh, professional and more dialed in than a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And we're not a full service marketing agency. Mm -hmm. We're very, very proud of the fact that we're not. So we're kind of in that happy medium. It's kind of like the Goldilocks theory, the bet is just right. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really differentiates us is the fact that we are fully transparent to mm -hmm. the point where there's no such thing as the word white label in our vocabulary. That's awesome. If a client works with us and they need video, they're going to know who the video production team is. I they're think gonna, there's a lot of value in that. I that, think there is that, too. Um, I think that... These agencies that uh, try to be more than what they are um, kind of lose sight of the fact that if you can bring an expert in to come alongside you, it supports your brand yeah. and your message as to how you're trying to care for that client. Absolutely. Because that is similar to how we are. We're just a video, you know, we're the video experts. Yeah. So video and audio is our jam. Yeah. Everything else, it's like you need a website, you need, uh, you know, a social media campaign, all that stuff. It's like... We got some guys for you, but it's not us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're we're big connectors, and we love pulling in, you know, other people that are the experts in things. But um, you'll never see us offer websites mm -hmm. and offer, you know, full digital marketing. Like we'll okay. come up with a campaign for it, but then we're gonna pull in a partner. Um, so we found our our niche is really design focused and, and design thinking. So uh, we're actually gonna be running a campaign for ourselves that is kind of targeting the in-house marketing professional. Well, a client like uh, um, you know Team Industries or Bassett, who are literally like right across the street from us, those are two uh, um, great examples of large manufacturing. And yeah, I identify the same thing as there's this internal marketing uh, component to these uh, um, brands and I think some of them understand that they need an agency, um, but they're not sure as to how bigger uh, that role needs to be with a, with the agency. Right. And so for somebody like a Quill Creative to come alongside them and help them really just with the branding of it, because that's what you guys would do, right? Yeah. So we we always just want to have a really great conversation of where do you want to go? Do you feel like you're on track? What's the customer experience? What's the culture of the organization? Okay. Yeah. And then you can pick your touch points. You can adjust design or messaging to mm -hmm. fit where they want to be. Um, and that, I mean, it, there's no one simple answer, but I'm also not going to come in like, uh, you know, a, a big marketing agency and say, we have the solution to everything. We're going to do it all for you and then open up this massive you know, retainer contract or something. Uh, we, we start a little bit smaller. We kind of go on a few dates instead of just mm -hmm. like getting married. Yeah. You know? So um, that's just kind of a nice approach that we have. But yeah, it all has to line up. When you get all of your assets, all of your touch points, all of your um, you know, advertising vehicles all lined up and pointing in the right direction, 
it's an extremely powerful thing, and mm -hmm. that is brand. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's your that's your brand. It's the customer experience, and it's also a long term investment, and it and it creates a flywheel effect so that selling then becomes superfluous mm -hmm. because you then have such a great customer experience that each one of your customers is not only a sale, but you're creating an ambassador for you. Mm -hmm. um, so then they're selling for you. And mm -hmm. then it really- Which is really the best form of advertisement or marketing that any, or branding that any company can have. Oh yeah. Is the word of mouth. Um, yeah, even um, you know uh, comments and reviews online. Mm -hmm. Like who who doesn't trust a stranger online with their four star review <laughs> more than the actual specs of the product? So You're getting an honest review. I mean, that's it, you know, you and it tends to be more of a bash. I think. It, I mean. It's on both extremes. So if the product is awesome, you're gonna hear the highest praises, um, and if you know if it falls short, uh, people tear it to shreds. So, I was yeah. just looking at. Yeah. Rowing machines. I was telling Jake I was looking at rowing machines last night, and I was reading a bunch of reviews. <laughs> Sam, Sam's committed to turning his basement into a workout area because yeah. he doesn't have any time to work out anymore. So yeah. he's uh, he's. I, I told him I, I, it was a bad idea because that's just where workout equipment goes to die. Mm. Uh, just <laughs> every weird. household that I've ever I have seen. A, that I have happens. a treadmill and a bull flex if you'd like it. Yeah. Just come and get it, man. Because right now it's just collecting dust. My basement has turned into uh, just an outdoor gear storage <laughs> shed. Like my pool table is just full of backpacking gear and everything from my latest trips, and it's just. Nothing I was gonna else. ask you how your latest ex latest excursions have gone. The so I just got back from um, a six day hike through the high Sierras, through the Eastern Sierras. Wow. Brian's cool. a serious hiker. Yeah, wow. it was it was pretty great. Any bad weather during the. Uh, we got a little bit of rain and hail on Bishop's Pass. Oh yeah, and uh, and that was that was okay. I mean, you're geared up for it. And no wild animals. Uh, there's deer uh, everywhere. Um, the marmots are little bastards. They try marmot. To marmot. Yeah. Like a groundhog. Yeah, they'll like a groundhog. Yeah. Yep. They they come and try to take your lunch. <laughs> I mean, you'll be sitting there and like your you know a trail mix is right next to you. And uh, they'll run up and yep. and try to steal it from you. So they're just gonna whack it in the face then. Yeah, whack a marmot. Today's podcast sponsor is Mitosynergy. Whether you're healthy and simply need more energy, or if you suffer from a chronic situation, Mitosynergy may help you improve your quality of life and take control of your discomfort. With a one-of-a-kind blend containing the patented copper complex, Mitosynergy may dramatically improve your energy and aid discomfort. For more information about Mitosynergy, visit their website, www.mitosynergy.com. That's M-I-T-O-Synergy.com. Or call them at 866-412-6486. How was it building out the team in the early stages? Oh, man, that is, that's just fun. Because that's a culture play, and I love that. Um, so when we first started, we hired on Arden, uh, and he had worked at Foreign Print. So we just knew that he had a really great attention to detail. He had gone to school with Josh. We knew he was a great designer. Um, so we brought him on, and he took a leap of faith because it's just these two guys who have a contract with this <laughs> big Fortune 500 company, 
and um, let's kind of see what what can happen here. So we onboarded him and pretty much put him on site at Oshkosh Defense for that first proposal. So that was the proposal for uh, the Oshkosh FMTV. So um, it's the it's the newest vehicle of the first round of the FMTV. So it's a family of medium tactical vehicles. It's a workhorse uh, for the Army. And uh, so now the new one, which the contract won, he went on site, created all of the graphics, and we thought we had burnt him out. We thought we were like, there's no way he's mm -hmm. going to want to stick around. We completely burnt him out on this proposal because it's, it's very intense, long hours, um, mm -hmm. and just very intensive working with teams of engineers to come up with these graphics and stuff. And, uh, and then he stuck around. We kept getting more and more clients. Our second hire was um, an intern. She stayed around for a little while. But then we found that this culture is, is just a really fun thing to play with. And if I have any suggestion to any company, and I just learned this recently, it's don't hire on skill and mm -hmm. don't hire on, um, on you know, your resume and being the top of your class because you'll end up with a company full of jerks mm -hmm. who just think they're the best. Mm -hmm. you know? So hire on personality, of course, mm -hmm. but humility mm -hmm. above all. Somebody who can take criticism as long as it's delivered in the right way, as it mm -hmm. always should be, but somebody who doesn't think they're, you know, the bee's knees. Right. Somebody who is willing to work as a part of a team mm -hmm. and check themselves mm -hmm. because that is now what I feel like we have at Quill. We have a bunch of people who don't even realize how good they are. That's awesome. And and that's a lot of fun because they just continue to surprise me. When I tell them, I'm like, I, I really want you to knock this out of the park. I want you to wow me. Then they get nervous. They're mm -hmm. like, I don't think I can do it. Mm -hmm. And they never cease to amaze me that's with awesome. what they produce. So um, that, that would be my advice. Was that uh, through trial and error that uh, you kind of learned that? Or was that? Yeah, we, you know, I, not to you know talk ill of anybody because no, everybody's been wonderful um, you know employees, um, but that to me is the most important thing. Um, for a, a little while, we we had a few employees um, that we our company just wasn't going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Like we had somebody who was a, a marketing assistant and mm -hmm. she was wonderful, but we are trying to tote ourselves as not being a marketing agency. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, that just didn't really work out and we're just pushing more towards designers. Mm -hmm. There's never a bridge burnt and there mm -hmm. never should be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, culture is, it's fun to hire and, mm -hmm. and build your culture. Do, do you do any type of uh, written personality tests uh, before making a hire? We don't. Um, actually, our hiring process is, is kind of funny because we, uh, we're never going to just like ask you know, tell me about a situation where uh, <laughs> you overcame a challenge. Uh, it, it's literally like we sit there and we talk. I want to know what your favorite drink is when you go to the bar. Yeah. Like, I want to learn your personality. What's uh, your greatest weakness as yeah. a person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when I do discovery phases with a client and try to uncover the brand of a company, yeah. I'm going to ask them, if your company was a person, what cereal do they eat in the morning? Right. Like, just these odd questions, and it really starts to paint the picture of a personality. 
and, uh, and and that's what we're looking for as a personality. Like I can look at a designer's work mm -hmm. and see if they get in it, and if they don't, what I really want to do is look at the the native files and see if it's built correctly, mm -hmm. <laughs> so another designer can open it and they're not flustered because mm -hmm. the tabs aren't set up mm -hmm. right or something. But but nonetheless, all that stuff can be learned as long as they are a humble person, right? And and they're okay with criticism. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more actually with you. That's uh, um, I, I like that you've focused in on humility though as being the key element of that individual. Yeah, I just actually learned that uh, recently from a leadership coach. Uh, her name is Allison Gardner and uh, she just wrote a book. Uh, she's from Oshkosh mm -hmm. and, uh, and and recently she showed or she kind of you know shed light on that concept and I, I just couldn't agree more. So mm -hmm. I've been using it. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll give her a credit, though. That's, that's, that's really neat. Yeah. In a general vagueish sense, can you say as to how hard it was to secure a government-type contract? With the business partner that I have, unbelievably easy because <laughs> he is that good. He's just he's an incredible individual. He, he knows how to play this. I wouldn't call it a political game, but he knows how to speak to people so that and when to speak he knows when to be quiet and mm -hmm. he knows when to put a great idea forward especially in front of the right people and uh and because of you know his talent um the the graphics on well this is just a a, a short example of some of you know what graphics kind of look like in a proposal now versus and you know prior to us Everything was very bland, bar mm -hmm. charts like they would come out of PowerPoint and <laughs> stuff like that. And then we come in and look at it with a branded eye mm -hmm. and say, this truck, the JLTV, is very technology focused. It's the, you know, it's the, 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 the big bad um, um, brother to, you know, what, what was the vehicle in the army, the Hummer. Mm -hmm. And so we really need to have this be like a techie uh, looking uh, truck with all the graphics. When it comes to the FMTV, that's a workhorse. It's it's much more rugged. So the color palette shifts to, you know, browns and, and blues and stuff like that. So it's it just making sure that everything kind of um, uh, fits. And, and that to me is, is what made it kind of easy for John. Not to say it was easy because there's still a big, you know, an RFP response to it. Um, every time that we're there, um, you have to be on 100% of the time. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult, but um, for Josh, because he had already proven himself in a program that was worth, um, you know, $7 billion as the, the sheet was signed and then about $30 billion as the life cycle of the vehicle with all of the maintenance packages and parts and stuff like that, um, he already proved himself. Mm -hmm. So there was no, um, there was no real hoops to jump through after that. And what's the review process like when you work with a client like Oshkosh? Defense, or do you have them come in at any point, or you're working with them, or are you sending out the files and they give you notes back? So for the bid and proposal department, um, it's a whole process, and we go on site because everything that we're doing there is all um, proprietary. The engineers are working on this thing, so we go on site. Everything that we do there, um, we have everything has revision numbers, so. 
Um, the engineers and copywriters say this is a graphic that's needed to highlight this portion of the copy. Uh, we um, concept a graphic for it, get the concept approved, build it, goes through a round of uh, revisions through the engineers. Once it's uh, green lighted after how many revisions, it goes into the document and then it goes, then the document goes through either up, uh, let me think, what are the colors here? A pink. Uh, <laughs> All color coded. Yeah, it's a, it's a review cycle. And then the whole document is reviewed, it's shredded, things are changed in the actual design of the vehicle to meet spec from the government, and then that means all the graphics have to change too. <laughs> wow. So, um, it, I mean, a graphic can have, you know, 20 rounds of revisions um, before it goes into, like, the final gold team document, and even then there might be some changes right at the end before it, you know, before there's five copies of the document printed, mm -hmm. and then... They're sent, you know, one sent in an airplane, one sent via transit, and then one is manually driven, um, just to make sure that the, you know, proposal arrives at the steps of the, the government facility. It's like imagine a guy carrying a, a secure briefcase, just like, no, yep. oh, don't mess with me, yeah. <laughs> carrying no, the secret exactly file. I mean, it's just short of handcuffed to the yeah. <laughs> briefcase. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, and it's. Kind of crazy. Like Josh was the last person to touch the JLTV proposal with white gloves as I went into the like case to then get crazy the government. Um, but that's the whole side of the business. That um, I mean, that's just proposal graphics. That's not that exciting of stuff. But what we do for now twelve segments within Oshkosh Corporation, that's where we work on site. Near like on our own. Um, you know, at our own office, mm. um, doing, oh my gosh, everything from um, helping them with events, um, like the Feed the Body, Feed the Soul, which is oh, uh, yeah. the event mm -hmm. that they um, do to partner with the Refuge. They partner, oh, the Refuge They Lounge. partner with the Refuge uh, Foundation and also Feeding America. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's Feed the Body, Feed the Soul, where they do big fundraising events, raise money, and then they buy bulk food, and then they have packing events where we package it down, and then that gets distributed to people in need uh, throughout the state, uh, which is a great thing. And then we do all the branding. So all the branding, the Snapchat filters, the um, you know photo frames for you know Instagram on site, billboards, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's like on the corporate level. On the Oshkosh defense level, I mean, we're doing, you know, big Photoshop uh, projects all the time, um, you know, helping them with um, campaigns. Um, we just uh, recently did some work with them to develop a new tagline. Uh, uh, it was in Innovation Drives Forward uh, in the past, and now we're, uh, we're working on the possibility of a new tagline with them. And it all just started because of the work that we did in the bid and proposal department somebody else in a different segment of the company because it's really like small companies within a big company they saw the work that we did at the print center and they said who did this mm -hmm. and then it's like oh well it's quill they're a supplier you can use them if you mm -hmm. want um so then all of a sudden you know we have people from hr calling us people from it people from security and they're just like hey we need a powerpoint presentation we need this we need a logo for this uh, you know this effort that we want to do for the you know for veterans that work here uh, so it all just really snowballs and uh and if you just do good work and, and keep your head down i think that you know people see it and the work gets out mm -hmm. so. So for somebody listening to the podcast, who is uh, the ideal client for you? 
I would say that the the ideal client um, for creating a brand or a visual identity is uh, a company that a has a sexy product, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that it's Hair fun extensions. to work with because those are the best ones. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, it, it doesn't need to be a sexy product. If it's a service industry or whatever, that's fine. But as companies grow, they can get out of hand uh, when they get segmented for different services and stuff like that. So that's a great time to think about, you know, should we uh, take a good hard look at our brand? Uh, or if you're just about to launch a new product or shift your company and you really want to make it obvious and apparent to the world that we're making a change, uh, a, a brand update is a great way to get a lot of free PR and a big splash in the market to let people know like, hey, we've made an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great uh, client that we, that we love to have. And then also just that internal marketing professional who feels like, if you just had an, if you had a designer sitting next to you, mm-hmm. you could really look like a badass mm-hmm. in your role. Mm-hmm. And uh, and oftentimes you have a, a great you know marketing professional, and sometimes it's marketing slash sales manager mm-hmm. uh, in these manufacturing companies, uh, but they don't have a design resource, and they're afraid to reach out to a marketing agency because they feel like they're going to take everything over. And they've maybe had a bad experience in the past with a freelancer, mm-hmm. so that that to me is a is a great uh, you know opportunity to uh, leverage what we do at at Quill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love your guys' look and the branding of just uh, the Quill brand. Um, even the folder that you came in here with uh, today. I mean, this is this is beautiful. Uh, so what's what's inspiring Quill and Ryan as you move uh, into the future here? I I really feel inspired with um, just bringing this idea of transparency to the marketing world. Um, I really think that, you know, in the days of the Mad Men and, uh, you know, charging an astronomical amount for a stock photo and, you know, stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's ad execs that, you know, sent their children to college on stock handshake photos. Uh, So... Just bringing to light that um, you know there's there's a happy medium out there, and uh, and trying to bring some ethics back to the world of marketing because um, you know even with the digital stuff, I mean there's there's a need for transparency and companies are craving it, and I want to be that person that kind of fills that gap with this company. So um, to me, I, I mean, we just want to make cool shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to make stuff that uh, we're proud to see on a billboard on the highway or, you know, running as an ad, or uh, we want to see a client's face light up when they have a piece of promotional material that communicates it so well mm-hmm. and is so concise and is boiled down. We always think that you should be simplifying to amplify. Um, so, I mean, the goal is to just you know, empower other people and and let people know that good design isn't out of reach. So I think that's... Mic drop, boom. (laughs) That's that's lovely, yeah, I like that. Uh, What does the next, uh, um, like, six months look like for Quill? Or let's uh, let's just focus on the end of the year first. Yeah, as things kind of ramp up, well, there's a lot of of our clients that end their fiscal year... um, you know, at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of ramps up there. 
and then of course ramping up towards the end of the year and then it kind of drops off but uh, we've we've never ran an ad campaign for ourselves and it kind of baffles people to think that we're an ad agency and we don't advertise mm -hmm. um, but I think that that in itself is a testament to the power of brand mm -hmm. and how that that flywheel effect can kind of work and, and you can have ambassadors on the market working for you um, but the the goal before the end of the year is to take ourselves out of our comfort zone with uh, with a lot of work with a lot of uh, clients that are wanting to take uh, you know their their brand and their department and and themselves to the next level uh, with really being polished up and dialing in their message and we're going to do that by actually running an ad campaign for ourselves so we want to kick that off and uh, my goal is to get enough uh, business into the door that we we have to hire another account manager and uh, and then another designer would be nice too um, not to say that we're at capacity right now, mm -hmm. um, but if I were to onboard a few more, you know, larger clients, uh, we might be, and that's the last thing that I want to do is stress out my staff, right? Uh, because that culture is important, <clears throat> and we still want to make sure that there's time for Nerf gun fights, and mm -hmm. that there's time for, <sighs> for us to have fun uh, in the office and, and race the little drift car around and, and just be, you know, ourselves and, and also work on continuous improvement as well. Everybody, uh, that's on our team has goals mm -hmm. and, uh, and including myself and, and Josh and, uh, and it's important to not overload the capacity of your employees. So we want to stay at a nice, nice, even keel, but obviously grow the business. So so I think this is an appropriate way for us to close up this uh, podcast. Let's uh, uh, talk about goals for a second. Mm. So can you share with us a little bit of, of what your process is for setting a goal and then um, accomplishing it? We don't set goals for our employees. They set their own goals. Mm -hmm. When it comes to a designer, I, I want to see them do goals that are you know, based around their continuous improvement as a designer. Um, their involvement in either the organization or the community and uh, and then just personal development mm -hmm. like how are you bettering yourself as a person mm -hmm. uh, so for me um, my goals um, are, are pretty simple um, I want to be taking some sort of leadership development course uh, you know and I haven't found the the right one yet but I think that that's really important to do something like that mm -hmm. uh, one of my goals is to write thank you notes handwritten thank you notes to either clients partner companies um, employees uh, every single week I write a series of notes and um, I forget what my, my own goals are. I have them all up uh, on my computer all the time, but... Uh, What's a personal goal? Gosh, I was just thinking about this the other day, like what is, you know, what is happiness and what is, a, you know, a good personal goal? And for me, I think that there's a lot of us that are procrastinators, mm -hmm. and I think we procrastinate um, you know things in our, our personal and professional life and for me my goal is to finally start doing the things that I have been procrastinating for years mm -hmm. I mean whether that's getting up earlier and working out right and uh, <laughs> on the bow flex right on the bow flex yeah and a new treadmill for it's in the basement um, but just to stop procrastinating things um, I think we're all guilty of it, 
Um, us designers are, you know, very guilty sometimes. Come on, Ryan, us don't creatives. speak for all of us. <laughs> us creatives, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, but, but then you also find yourself um, creating some of the most amazing things when you're pinched at the end. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's almost like, but it worked out so well last time, I'll just do that again. Um, but I don't know, the, the personal goal for me is to, to grow the company and uh, create a culture for all of the staff where they're, they're happy to come to work, they don't feel like they're at work, and then they're also friends with everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's happened really, really organically for us. I mean, they all have, they're all on Snapchat, I'm not, but they're all on Snapchat and they have their Snapchat group and they're, you know, messing with each other all the time, you know, sending, uh, you know, funny videos or whatever it is. And um, they just did an escape room on their own yeah. the other day and, and crushed it. Um, but we haven't had to make them do any of these things. So the culture is just happening. And um, and I really want to grow the company and, and then bring that, shed the light on the industry and then create a really great environment where we can employ more people, have more fun, and just really make some cool shit. So with the employees uh, setting their own goals, um, how, how does the company then create the accountability? Mm -hmm for that uh, um, individual. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's gonna be those check-in points mm -hmm. uh, where we sit down and say, did you do these things? So for a lot of their goals, especially um, like the professional development or the, the skills development, when they go and do a tutorial online or something, if they have you know X amount of uh, things that they wanna do and learn, or if they go to uh, a trade show or uh, an expo, they have to come back, put together a little, you know, a little presentation on what they learned and what it is so that they can then briefly show everybody what it is that they did, what they learned, and then everybody benefits from it, not just that one individual. Oh, that's cool. Because then if that person just keeps that to themselves and then, you know, maybe they find another opportunity, they leave, mm -hmm. then that leaves with them. This way it actually does benefit the company. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But, I mean, there are the check-in points of, you know, I'm keeping track of my own things. Like when I write thank you notes, I, I check that you know person off the list. Um, but there there has to be accountability, just like for marketing, there has to be you know trackability. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to see if it worked. Mm -hmm. So from yeah. from a purely sales side of it too, are you setting yeah. like you know this month we want to we're looking to do X amount of revenue? Oh, we'll see if we can hit that then. Oh, absolutely. I mean any business has to have you know your revenue goals your financial goals um you know whether it's uh, quarterly or just by the year um but uh, there was a, a a great uh book that i read called integrity selling and it's um it's basically changing yourself from uh, a person that sells things to a person that listens and only gives somebody something if you feel like it's going to be mutually beneficial. That's cool. Um, so it's a really, really great book, but it's all about breaking your goals all the way down to like the day. So, you know, if your year goal is this, that means every month we need to be doing this and then what do we have to do, you know, we daily to, to reach those goals. And I think that's the difference between somebody who's really successful at business and somebody who's just kind of out there willy-nilly trying to... Um, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur. I mean, there's a big difference between an entrepreneur and what we call a wantrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah. So you you want to have your own company. You want to be able to hand out a business card at a bar and say, you know, this is my uh, this is my company. But there's also you know the 
the people who want to put in the work and uh, and that takes a lot of thought to it too. You can't just get out there and, and brunt through it. Um, there has to be thought behind everything. So breaking it down into small goals is really, really great. Ryan, how, how can people get into contact with you and Quilt Creative? What are, what are the best uh, forms of uh, um, communication? Do you prefer them to call or email or to visit your site first? Yeah, I would definitely say... Show up at your home? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> come on over, uh, live out in Amro. <laughs> Well, is that um, where you live? Yeah. It's a beautiful area, actually. Oh, love, yeah. <laughs> What's your address? Sam will just show up every morning for the Bowflex and uh, try the routine. Amro's great. Um, the, the best way to get a hold of uh, us, I would recommend everybody just goes to our website. That way you can get a good feel for the kind of work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, obviously, the, the website is there, and there's a lot of great stuff in our portfolio, uh, but we also have a plan to uh, kind of switch it from uh, um, portfolio that's based on the customer to case studies. Mm -hmm. So you're really going to be able to see uh, in these upcoming weeks uh, a lot of the projects that we do. You can kind of see if the design style and everything would be a good uh, fit and feel for uh, you know you and your organization. Um, we kind of stick to this clean, modern design with everything, and that's kind of our signature. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a contact form on there that that works well. Otherwise, um, you can always uh, email us at info at quillcm.com and uh, uh, or just stop by the office. Um, the the worst thing that's going to happen is we're you know either uh, you know in a meeting with a client, but there's plenty of other people in the office that can talk to you. Otherwise, uh, you might get attacked by a uh, by a dog too. Cause we, have, <laughs> we have a we have a yellow lab uh, puppy whose name is Walter. Oh, cool. That's running around right now. So, um, but yeah, just visit our website, get a hold of us, um, and yeah, we we'd love to sit down and talk. And if if we feel like it would be a mutually beneficial relationship to just start working together, uh, we start small. So we never, um, you know, we never put out this huge contract for this year long. Uh, retainer that everybody has to buy into. Uh, we can just start really small with a couple of projects and, and see if see if it feels like a good fit. That's awesome. Well, there you have it. Uh, this is uh, Ryan Albers with uh, Quill Creative, and uh, I think he's encouraging you to be bold, right? As we move forward. Yeah, yeah. Be bold. Find the one thing that differentiates you, and uh, and just let the world know. Uh, and accentuate it too, right? So if a horse can jump a ditch, uh, make sure that everybody knows that that horse can jump the Grand Canyon. Really accentuate what, accentuate what makes you different and, uh, and let the world know, don't be quiet about it because that's your brand, so own it. That's spectacular. Ryan, thank you for coming in and uh, talking with us today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Variant Talks. Until next week, prepare for awesome.